love influencers. They're fun to work with. Uh, but then I found out it's it's a it's it's a two two sides of the coin working with influencers. Yeah, it's fun because you know you're you look up to them. They're yeah. the famous people, 15 million followers, and you're you know calling them up on the phone every day. But you quickly found out that they're uh, not necessarily the most. I don't want to say this, uh, you know, in a nice way. I want to try to say it in a nice way, but they're they're not the most on time, on top of it, you know, work ethic type people. Yeah. Um, so you know, when it came down to like it's a business, you know, to be able to do what I was doing. And when they realized there's all the work that goes into it and all the things that they had to do, they just didn't want to keep doing it. Yeah. Live, another episode of Adversity Kings. We have special guest Brady. How do we say your last name? Ulmer. Brady Ulmer. Yep. Let's go. So Brady, I've known for, dang, dude, probably going on four, yeah, four years, years. four years roughly. Met you out in Lincoln, Nebraska. You were one of the first individuals that we met. I yeah. don't know if I, if you DM me, I think you DM me. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think you DM me. You were in, uh, you were in the process of like transitioning into entrepreneurship. Yep. Right. Yeah. And and you you were working at some coffee shop. No, uh, I was a delivery driver for a medical company. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay yep. okay yes. And that was that was a pain. I remember. Yep yep. Did that for seven years. Take us back though. Prior to that, what was uh, growing up for you like? Yeah, uh, growing up definitely your typical Nebraska. Uh, dad's a farmer, mom's a nurse. So grew up in that aspect. Uh, to be completely honest, I just, I, I didn't do anything. I wasn't really in sports. I, I didn't, I was not good at school. Definitely didn't do the school thing. I yeah. think I was a straight C student throughout high school. Um, but I just, I love being outside. So got outside a lot, just kind of did that thing. Uh, did decent at school and then college hit. And that's where I was like, dude, I, uh, I don't know what I want to do really now. So that's where I was like, what do I do now? Cause I yeah. was never raised, you know, by parents that like, great parents but they never were like the business owner or it was the uh you know go to go to college get a degree type thing so went to college with zero idea of what i wanted to do mm. literally zero idea um so i went just to go and then after about a year and a half i was like man this really is not good uh yeah. i think i went to class realistically probably 20 times the first year yeah. like I just went to college and you know got into the whole party scene for a while not really drinking just I was a social person yeah so I was what, like, oh, did you go to the University of Lincoln no I went to uh, Hastings I went to a community college so there was thankfully. a party scene oh yeah at a community college yeah for real that's all there was yeah <laughs> yeah because I went to Hastings everybody was like, just went to a barn and yeah basically yeah <laughs> that's, uh, you know what there was a barn there was a lot of barn parties yeah uh, yeah let's go yeah all right, so the college uh, parties, and then what? What, yeah. what? what happened next? So that's when I decided after a year and a half, I was like, I've already spent like 18 grand being here for a year and a half, and I wow. was never going to class, sucked. I mean, I was failing out of a lot of classes. Mm. So that's when I was like, you know what? I just want to get into the workforce, so I might as well make money instead of lose it now. So that's when I entered into the workforce, took literally anything that came, and that was that medical job. Yeah. So that was the first thing that I got into was the, the medical scene. First place that took me, paid decent, so I said yes, and I was there for, not at the same job, but in that same field for the next seven years. Wow. Yep. And then, so in the midst of that seven years, I must have met you into your sixth year of that? Yep, yep. So you met me into the sixth year, but I mean, I entered that at, at 19, and at about 21, I was like, I cannot do this yeah. anymore. I, it was horrible. Yeah. So at 21 is when I really started to dive into entrepreneurship, 
try to figure out what am I going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So 21 is when I really tried and, you know, actually tried to get out of the nine to five and get into the, would you try everything? Dude, I did everything. I did the network marketing companies. I did the, you know, the real estate route. I tried doing that for a while. Um, start a lot of different businesses. You know, I did the side hustle things. I tried to do like a lawn care business, like literally anything, Yeah. anything that could, you know, get me out of the job. But obviously, you know, the e-commerce is what stuck initially. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you transition into e-commerce? So from 19 to 25 is when I was doing full nine to five work. And then at 25 is when I really started to take it serious of like, okay, I got to get my shit together. So, yeah. uh, I started diving in, did what everybody usually does of get on YouTube, type in how to make money online. And then at that time, you know, four years ago it was drop shipping. Mm. So drop shipping is what I decided. I was like, this is what's going to quit my job. This is what's going to get me into the business world. Uh, I started that with a good friend of mine, uh, nine months into it. Uh, we were nine months in, have never made a dollar yet. Uh, a lot of the guys that started it with me decided like, Hey, this is not working. We should probably just quit. I stuck with it. So after nine months, we had no money still, you know, we're still learning the business. And then 13 months into it, uh, I hit 96,000 on, uh, in revenue in a single month Wow! and quit my job two weeks later from that. Wow. Yep. That's insane. Yeah. That was, that was Trey, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So pretty crazy. So after nine months of no money, uh, a couple months, you know, four months later, hit yeah. a hit a ninety six thousand dollar revenue month. What what product were you shipping? Dude, it was the stupidest thing. It was literally a, it was like a camera lens protector. Yeah. It was like for women. It was like blingy. Yeah, yeah. So you put it around the camera lens and it just stuck on there. Oh yeah. I think it cost like it cost me like a buck fifty and I sold it for like fifteen bucks. Wow. Yeah. She has that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you want one? <laughs> yeah. No. But, uh, dude, that's dope. So for the audience that's listening, what, what is, what does e-commerce stand for? Yeah. I mean, essentially what, I mean, e-commerce is, this is a very vague term, but drop shipping essentially is the, the method of just selling goods online, yeah. you know? So I don't do drop shipping anymore. I haven't done that for a, a good two years now. Yeah. Um, but that's what I did for the first two years. Um, super simple. I mean, it was literally just finding products online, building a website, running ads, selling it. Yeah. I mean, that was the extent of it. Never touched the products, never saw it, any of that, and then just be the middleman, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I got out of it because it's – dropshipping is a good – it's a good business model to get you into the online space, but I don't think it's necessarily sustainable. So yeah. that's what I learned the two years of doing it was it was the most – Volatile. Roller coaster yeah. two years of my entire life is I'd make super good money one month, and I wouldn't make anything for three. And then I yeah. would – barely get by, make another good money, you know, so it's just, it was a, yeah. yeah, up and down the whole process. Wow. Yeah. And then, so you drop ship and that's what got you in, but what was, what was the next thing you got into after drop shipping? Yeah. So after drop shipping, uh, what that led into was, uh, was when I owned my, my TikTok influencer company. Yeah. So I realized that drop shipping, it's just ads was horrible. It cost a shit ton of money to keep ads going. Um, it was a very, hard thing to do of run ads. So I was like, how can I get these products in front of millions of people that happen to pay for it? So that's why I was like, you know what? There's a lot of influencers with millions of followers that they have millions of followers. They just don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to monetize off of it. Yeah. So I was like, I should approach influencers with millions of followers and be like, Hey, I can find you products. I can build websites and I can help you sell these. You sell them to your audience. I'll do the whole back end side of things. We'll split it 50, 50. 
So that's where I started uh, my company, FIPA, uh, for you page agency. And I did that for the next year and a half after that. Um, so that's what led into the, the working with influencers. So yeah. The first month that I got into that, I actually signed on uh, four influencers ranging from 1 million to 15 million followers. And I started managing their, their online stores. Wow. Yep. That's insane. And so, and do you still maintain that part of your business? No. So, uh, love influencers. They're fun to work with. Uh, but then I found out it's, it's a, it's, it's a two, two sides of the coin working with influencers. Yeah. It's fun. Cause you know, you're, you look up to them. They're yeah. the famous people, 15 million followers and you're, you know, calling them up on the phone every day, but you quickly found out that they're, uh, not necessarily the most, I don't want to say this, uh, you know, in a nice way, I want to try to say it in a nice way, but they're, they're not the most on time on top of it, you know, work ethic type people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when it came down to like, it's a business, you know, to be able to do what I was doing. And when they realized there's all the work that goes into it and all the things that they had to do, they just didn't want to keep doing it. Yeah. So, you know, we ended up getting them a lot of brand deals. Like one of our influencers, we signed a, uh, a 12 or 12 month uh, Bang Energy sponsorship for worked our butt off to get it and she didn't want to do it um, just because it, it took too much time out of her day yet it was a six-figure deal yeah so that's when I was like ugh, I was like it was just frustrating you know getting these six-figure deals for these influencers and they just didn't want to do it yeah so that's why I was like I also don't think I want to do this anymore was work with influencers it just it just became a also another roller coaster experience yeah. so what 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 led to the next thing yeah so what I do now so everything that led in from you know e-commerce you know, working with influencers, you know me, like the, the good thing that I've done over the last four years is networking. Yeah. You know, I have connections to, you know, really a lot of different business owners, influencers, you know, celebrities, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, her younger sister's best friends with the Kardashians, always with them. So it's like, I've done that really well of working with celebrities and influencers and business owners and really good connections that lead me to other connections. Um, so that led me to what, uh, the company that I own now, which is, uh, the strata solutions. So essentially yeah. what I do now is I set people up on investment opportunities. So through the course of the last four years, you know, networking is what I've always done really well. Um, and I've done a good job of always connecting, you know, my network with the other network of people and taking a, you know, a yeah. commission in the middle. So that's what I've just decided to do now is, is build a company and, essentially leverage those those networks so uh, my company strata solutions we essentially hook people up on investment opportunities into the uh, forex market yeah yep it sounds like uh stratum oakmont or you know what i mean from Wolf of Wall Street. Oakmont? yeah 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 so we got we got the name it's funny you said that because i was literally watching wolf of wall street the other day but it's funny because strata stands for strategic ata Okay. Uh, so I sell ATA accounts. It's automatic uh, trading accounts. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So Amazon FBA, a lot of people are familiar with that business model. It's great. Uh, you can earn passive income with it. Yeah. It's really, really expensive to get into. I mean, you're yeah. looking at 50 to 80K to get an Amazon yeah. store. Uh, we get people invested for as low as 10,000 up to 30,000. They're seeing anywhere between 2K to 8K a month residually. Yeah. That's not bad. Yep. And what's the lifespan on that? Yep. As of right now, it's it'll go for every year. There's just a, a one-time uh, annual renewal fee. Okay. Yeah, that they just have to pay for that. Okay. Yep. That ain't bad. And that's the Forex market, right? Correct. So does that currency compensate into, like, coins, and then they have to, like, cash out into, like... No. So the nice thing, if let's say, let's say you wanted to, you know, once again, there's tons of different ways to invest your money. There's 401ks, which lost, you know, what, 20% last year. Yeah. 
Um, there's Amazon FBA stores. That's what $65,000 for a, maybe a 5k a month profit off of that. So with this, it's, you know, let's say you want a $7,000 month return on your investment. I mean, you can put up 30 K, uh, it's completely hands off. The company we work with runs everything. I mean, they'll run your entire accounts and every single month, our customers just get a direct deposit straight into their account. Wow. Yep. So, yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty unique. So that's what we're, we're scaling right now. Uh, we're looking to do, uh, year over year, we're looking to average about 3 million a year. Wow. Yep. And that's your cut or like this? Yep. So that's my company's profit at the end of the day. Oh, that's fire. Yep. That's fire. So what's the five, 10 year vision? Um, essentially just keep doing what I'm doing of, I love networking. I love working with people. Um, that's my biggest thing. And my goal is to help people become financially free. Like that's always been the biggest thing that I've done. You know, I've, you've probably known in the past, you know, I've done a lot of mentorship, a lot of different programs, kind of teaching people how to get into this space. Yeah. It's like, dude, I'm, you know, once again, I'm a farm kid from Nebraska, you yeah. know, now in Chicago and, you know, running these businesses and everything. And that's what I ultimately want to help people do is get into the, the online space to be able to, you know, be financially free, live wherever you want, travel, live that lifestyle. And it's just, they just need the right information to do it. So goal would definitely be, you know, keep scaling this company, you know, get people. I truly believe, you know, a lot of people are retiring nowadays with not enough money. You know, you see, you know, the 75 year olds working at Walmart. Um, most of the time it's because they ran out of their retirement money. So, you know, helping people set up a good, you know, retirement or, just a good fund, you know, an investment opportunity. And then on the side of that, it's just helping people just get out of the rut, you know, yeah. is if they're stuck in the the jobs or anything, they don't want to be in that there's a way out of that. thousand percent. Yep. So now you're going to move somewhere warm, right? Yeah. So when are you doing that? thousand percent. So yeah, we're downtown Chicago right now. I will be here till end of November and then we're off to Miami. Yeah. yeah. How long are you going to be in Miami? Who knows? Yeah. For a while. A couple of years. Yeah. Is your family excited about you going to Miami? Yeah. Yes and no. You know, obviously, yeah. um, the only kid that's, you know, moved away from the family. So that was yeah. a little hard on them. But it's uh, just had them down this last weekend. And yeah, it, I was going to say, look like they were visiting. It's a blessing. You know, it's a yeah. blessing to have them come down and see the life that, you know, we're able to live. You know, yeah. and it's, it's just, it's, I love watching it through their eyes because, you know, it's like they, they grew up on a farm also, you know, their whole yeah. life. And it's, you know, being on the 51st floor and, the third largest city was a shock to them. So it was pretty cool to kind of like relive the whole experience through them. Yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. That's sweet. So warm place in the year to come. What about any, you know, fancy trips or yeah. anything you guys plan on splurging on in the years to come? Yeah. Yeah. No, we got a, uh, so obviously just got married, what, six, seven months ago. So yeah. a honeymoon coming up in Cancun a couple of months. Um, and then, yeah, our, the goal is to, uh, celebrate with the team. So, uh, we're officially launching, uh, one of the part of the companies this month, uh, we're looking to do two, two fifty K in revenue, uh, for the company. If we do that, I wanted to take everybody out to, you know, somewhere also warm to celebrate. So yeah, shooting for that. Let's go. Yep. Let's go. What about, uh, as we, uh, I guess transition to some more personal things. What's, what's, what? What's your personal thoughts just on the economy and everything going on right now, business-wise, yeah. political, just different things on, on your mind? What's on your mind? What's on your heart? Yeah. And how's that affecting you and your business? Yeah. Uh, to be honest, you know, it's, I think anybody's trying to look for answers and, you know, what's the, what's really going to happen? To be honest, I don't know. You know, it's, yeah. we are in a time where, you know, with the banking situation, with the world the way it is, to be honest, that's why I'm like, I tell people this is a 
the perfect time to make sure you are saving money and spending it properly. You know, so once again, putting it away or having it go work for you and, you know, continue to grow. So I think just people need to realize that like it could happen, you know, we could see a, a situation where potentially, you know, we, we do enter into a really deep recession. Um, that's why I think people should do a good job of, of making more money. I think you would agree with, you know, the best way. Yeah, there's no, nothing wrong with that. You're right. The best way to, you know, set yourself up properly is to make enough to, yeah. to save. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interesting to see what's going to happen in the next you know, what, six months, seven months we got left of the year. But I would just tell people that this is a great time to look into other opportunities because we don't know if, you know, a recession does happen, job layoffs happen all the time. Yeah. Now I've worked with so many people, so many people that I've got, you know, laid off from a very safe mm, job. Absolutely. That they were. Yeah, you'd think some of the wealthiest individuals in the world would be able to keep you employed. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're talking about right. Amazon, Jeff Bezos, yeah. 10,000 plus layoffs uh, i don't know if apple's laid anybody off but i know you know layoffs amongst twitter and tesla yeah. and you know just just these multi-billion dollar companies just uh laying off individuals which it's it's uh i guess expected in the midst of a recession but i was curious mm -hmm. in regard to what are your thoughts what are your what's your advice for those people listening right now and uh you know maybe maybe they are in an industry or in a position where they might be laid off which where, where, what are some steps they can take to transition or yep. be proactive. Yeah, I, th I think that's the biggest thing is proactive. I mean, realizing that at any time, you know, it's once again, it, it's if you don't get out there and talk to people, you, you always think a job's uh, a pretty cushion, you know, aspect that, you know, if you've been there for over five years, they think, well, they're never going to fire me. Once again, you know, I've, I've met a lot of people that have worked there for five, 10, 15, 20 years and got laid off and no savings, yeah. you know, no exit plan. So my biggest thing would be telling people is like, listen, it's, it, there's never a bad time to diversify what you're doing, you mm -hmm. know, start looking into a side gig. You know, it's, we live in 2023. There is literally never in human history been a, a better opportunity to make money online ever. Yeah. We have more resources, you know, than anything. You know, once again, the, the phone in our pocket is, you know, the most re resourceful thing we have. And that's why I tell people is just, you'd be surprised how many hours you spend a day on your phone, you know, realistically, what, probably four hours a day that people will spend sitting on their phone, consuming social media, whatever it is, turn even two hours of that looking into a business. Yeah. Cause that's what I did. And, and people need to realize that everything starts very, very small. I'm sure, you know, yeah, in your uh, opinion, it's, we have an idea of how th we think things are going to go, yeah. you know, and usually after go. six months, it's, it's nothing like that. Yeah, so I think I would just tell people is like, listen, do something now, you know, whether yeah. it's, you're looking to make an extra 500 bucks a month, like yes. that's, that's a lot and it's going to start somewhere, but just tell people is you got to do something, you know, 100%. diversifying, having another basket to put your eggs in is, is always a good thing to do. And like I said, it's never been an easier time to get into the online space than we do now. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yep. What are your political predictions? 2024? Well, how I'd like them to go. Uh, to be honest, I mean, my, my prediction is I, I do think Trump will run again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do think he'll run. I do think he'll get back in just once again, look at the, the way the economy has gone in the last yeah. what, two years or year and a half or whatever, since that Biden's been in. But what are your uh, thoughts on his indictment? Uh, my thoughts is that it's it's another play by the government to yeah. be completely honest you know the media to yeah, yeah. to try to either defame him to be honest i i think it's going to be a reverse effect of what they're trying to do you know yeah. i think that they're trying to defame him and i think people are waking up and being like hey yeah. 
they're literally keep going after this dude when like we clearly know there's been a lot of other situations that have gone on with other people that yeah. have clearly got away with it. But yeah, I think it's going to kind of backfire. I think they're going to try to do this to show that, hey, he's a criminal. You know, there's, mm. you know, he shouldn't be, you know, a president or the next one. And I, I think it actually is going to go in his favor, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't even recall exactly what the, uh, what the actual terms were that they did indict him upon. And I, I don't know if it was federal or I don't believe it was a federal indictment. I believe it was just based upon the state of New York. Yeah. And I, I think it was allegations in regard to uh, maybe maybe the 2016 election or well, something. I, what I, I what I think I looked into was something on the it was something on the stormy the stormy situation the, uh, hush, the hush money. Yes. Yeah, I, I think it had to do with that is, is what it was. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Ron DeSantis is running as well, though. So he's a young Republican. I think yeah. I've heard some uh, some individuals say just politically in general, they just like to see somebody young in office. Yeah, I, I agree. Know, somebody younger that's just, you know, maybe a little more in tune with the nation and, yeah. and with, you know, bringing youth and uh, joy. Not that, you know, either individual don't bring a level of joy, right? whether through, you know, falling downstairs yeah. and talking about ice cream <laughs> cones. But, yeah. but, um, but in general with that, also, major news, Andrew Tate was released. I saw that. That's big with, with especially your, your, your business of social media yeah. and different things like that. What are your thoughts on his, uh, his release? What do you think his next moves will be? Yeah, all I know is that dude got real stacked in uh, yeah. in prison. I think yeah, he said he did. he did what, like seventy two hundred pushups or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I think it's once again it's. I, I hate being that one because everybody keeps thinking you know oh you're a conspiracy theorist but yeah. it's like dude look at look at all of the people that are trying to you know look at all the people that are getting silenced essentially you yeah. know that that are the different than the norm and i think it's another i think it's the exact same situation yeah do i agree with everything he says of course not yeah same absolutely. thing with trump there's yeah. you know trump is you know he is kind of a loud mouth and yes he's, he's done things in the business world yeah. that have you know not been smart and you know i've watched a lot of documentaries on him where he's kind of screwed over some some people yeah so yeah so at the end of the day i once again I, I think it's the the censorship you know look at the TikTok thing you yes know, TikTok becoming banned is a huge topic and yeah so many different things that we can be talking about. Yeah, I hear there's a weird law they're trying to propose as well uh, in regard to TikTok, where essentially they would have like permission if anything violated terms. Mm -hmm. uh, I think America is proposing some type of law where they would be able to essentially observe. Uh, it's kind of like that uh, Edward Snowden movie, that whistleblower. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked into it, so I can't really can't really say to be exact. But I agree with what you're saying. You know what I mean? You kind of gotta you kind of gotta look at you know the the facts and what things are lining up and right. you know, stop labeling people as conspiracy theories right. or theorists and start looking at you know individuals as like factual Correct. collectors it's like look at the science look at the data yeah. as it's all pointing towards you know one one exact area or different things like that like it's just hitting people in the face uh i don't know did you see that the uh, wwe and ufc are combining no under one entity <laughs> Yeah, so I, obviously not. they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna merge li literal platforms, right. but they've combined into one entity. So it's yeah. So they're separately they're ten billion dollar co companies each, yeah. and so now it's just merged into a mega mega fighting company. Obviously, you know what I mean. We're not gonna see John Cena go out. That's and what I was gonna fight, say. I like, would, yeah, I wouldn't like, mind seeing that. Yeah, like Justin Gacy or something like that, because he would get smoked. Yeah. You know what I mean, you're talking about like a like a movie fighter versus an actual like killer right you know what i mean like the ufc guys would kill interesting yeah they would destroy but i, I just read that i literally as you were coming in i was reading i was like wow because i'd seen comments today on facebook and just things like wow the ufc's getting ruined and and i'm thinking to myself what are they talking about because i haven't seen it and then i got a news update and it's like 
WWE and the UFC combine and um, some of these individuals. So there's uh, one like legitimate, you know, majority owner of the whole operation. Then you've got, I think, standing CEO will be Vince McMahon and then presidents, I think, for each entity will be uh, another gentleman. I can't think of his name for WWE, but Dana White will remain the president of, of UFC. Okay. But man, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of the audience in general, I can see being swayed on either end. Yeah. But it, when you're in when you're in the shoes of CEO, president, you know what I mean, or just a business individual, you, you look at that and you're like, right. that's a good business move. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like merging it and essentially doubling your value in a day. Yeah. Is uh, yeah. It's not a deal I would say no to. Yeah. You no, know what I mean, that's not a deal I'm saying no to. I'm sure Dana's okay with that. And, and all the people that comment say this this is ruined. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't be ruined if you were. You know the president of the organization getting a three percent stake, right? You don't mean of a twenty billion dollar company. You'd be like, oh yeah, let's merge. Yeah, once again, it just comes down to it's a. At, at the end of the day, everything is a business. So yeah. yeah, if it makes sense for the people who own it, they're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. Who do you think's the best marketer out there right now on social media? I'm, I'm definitely up there with Gary Vee. I mean, it's yeah, super hard. To, Still think he's crushing it. Yeah, super hard to go against it, but. I mean, getting attention. I mean, if we're talking marketing themselves as like a brand. Yes. Um, I mean, Alex Carmozzi obviously always does a very good job. Yeah, he does tremendous. Yeah, because if we're looking at himself once again as a brand, like dude gives out such free, like so much free content. Reading his book was one of my favorite books this year. The hundred million dollar. I got it down there. Hundred million dollar lead or hundred million dollar offers. Yeah. Yep. And his next book, I believe, is a hundred million dollar leads or something. But man, he said something that really stood out to me in that book, and it was. You sell because you don't know how to market, and you market because you don't have a great product. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so it's like breaking down your company to what's your product or what's your service. You know what yep. I mean. So like for for me, most people would perceive my product as life insurance. You know what mm -hmm. I mean. Being a life insurance owner, they're probably thinking, oh, okay, well he has to make life a better life insurance product. That's not the case. Yep. My product actually is is my my workforce. You mm -hmm. know what I mean. Because the wealthier that my workforce is, truly is. Um, the more individuals you're going to be able to attract, bring into the workforce, and right. the more product we're actually going to be able to scale and distribute. Because a lot of people think, you know what I mean, every company is just vertical. You should be able to just bring one person or two people in and be able to just sell billions of dollars. Right. And then when you start to you know, expand horizontally, they're like, oh, man, it's a pyramid or something like that. It's like, okay, well, I guess you know, Je you know, Amazon's just the biggest pyramid out in the world. Correct. You know, there's 100,000 people underneath Jeff Bezos and so many other individuals. Right. So, if you really want to scale a company, it's a lot easier to do it horizontally opposed to vertically. Because imagine building something massive, like some massive structure, off of just some minor vertical base. You right. know what I mean? It's like nobody does that. It's like when you build a mansion, it's got a very solid foundation. You know yeah. what I mean? And going going off that, that is, if I could like talk to anybody or like just talk to the masses, at, you know, and, and give them one advice, it's it's that. It's like everybody nowadays with i get it you know everybody thinks online things or anything outside of a nine-to-five is a scam yeah and everything dude, so, so many people are just hurting themselves yeah. by, by doing that my is, pappy told me it was a scam correct okay dude stay broke exactly <laughs> that's like if i could Great. hit on anything like me personally i am the type of person where i will say yes to everything yes if an opportunity comes across I, I will say yes and if yeah. it doesn't work out that's fine yeah if i get scammed out cool now i know not to do it yeah but it's like dude i've like i've done very well in the last four years by doing that by saying yes to yeah. just everything yeah and figuring it out myself and lo and behold you know the things that i've said yes to that people are like oh i don't know if i would do that or yeah. that doesn't blah 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 
okay, well, look what it's done for me. And like, no offense, like you're still mm. at that same position you were four years ago. Thousand percent. Yeah, dude, if I could just give one advice to anybody, you know, that's in a nine to five setting, it's just like, yes, there's things out there that, you know, use your head. You know, if something is a very clearly a scam, you can usually spot it. But for the most part, quit saying everything's a scam because you're afraid to try something. You know, yeah. you're afraid to actually take a step because it's scary. Like I'm sure yeah. you, you get it all the time. I mean, stepping into a completely new world and doing new things, it's scary, you know, and especially, you know, putting money up front for it. It's the scary part too. Yeah. You know, I remember buying my first course online. It was like 500 bucks, but dude, like 500 bucks to me back then was like, that's everything. a lot. Yeah. That's like, that was, that was literally more than my rent at the time. So yeah. I was like, it's a lot of money. And you know, now it's like, you know, I'm dropping, yeah. You know, what, 30, 30K a month on ads and yeah. stuff. So it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Just like, it's everything is a, a stair stepper of like, take the first step, spend 500 bucks to get education on something outside of nine to five, start working towards it. And then it, it does build over time. Absolutely. As we wrap up, I want to know favorite movie. Shoot. Favorite movie. This is so cliche, but I'm. It, I, I'm literally trying to think of something different because I don't even want to say this, but it's literally, it literally is probably Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. I, I'm not joking. I rewatch it a lot just cause like I'm in the business aspect Yeah, and it's like, I'm now building a team, you know, underneath my company, you know, yeah. and it's like, I want the best of the best. So like, I need to be a good leader. You know, I need yeah. to like create that oh, situation. So emulate Jordan Belfort. Well, <laughs> yeah. in the, I'll emulate him in, in a lot of the ethical more ways. Yeah, I don't want to do everything he does. But yeah. outside of that, surprisingly, uh, also is The Founder. Have you heard of that movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah the McDonald's I movie. love The Founder. Like, I'm such, if it's a, a business movie of, like, yeah. somebody starting from nothing and, and coming up, like, that's a yeah, huge yeah. thing for me. I, I rewatch that movie a lot. Yeah, let's yeah. go. What about, do you have a favorite book? Uh, Slight Edge, The Slight Edge. Yeah? Yep. The Slight Edge? Who's yep. that by? Uh, I think it's Josh something, but essentially the slight edge, uh, very good book. I recommend it to anybody because uh, yeah. it involves, it doesn't matter if you're a musician, business owner, anything. It's essentially just talks about, uh, it's the, the concept of getting 1% better every day. Oh yeah. You know, like either you're oh, slightly yeah. moving in an upward trajectory or downward, yeah, you know, like and that. it's so slight that you don't even recognize it. I like that. Yep. What about, do you have a favorite restaurant in Chicago yet? No, if you have one, that'd be great. Uh, oh, we've been list. checking out a lot. Yeah. We've been that's have, our our thing. Have you done Maple and Ash yet? No. Oh, do that tonight. Okay. Yeah. Maple and Ash. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't not do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Do it tonight for sure. Yeah. Dope. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No. Like I said, the only thing would be just to anybody watching, just to go for it. You go know, for it. you're never gonna know what happens until you try. A lot of people are afraid of the failure. I think you can testify failure is the yes. part of success. It's my whole life. Just literally, you know, I would say, especially in the beginning, you fail a, yeah. a lot more than you succeed. So it would yeah. just be start something, start small, do anything to begin with, diversify outside of your, your current position and just go for it. Let's go. And where can people find you? Uh, Instagram, it's uh, Brady underscore biz, B-I-Z. Let's go. Yep. Let's go. Well, shout out Brady Omer. If anybody has any questions, you want to check him out, make sure you uh, go check him out on social media. And maybe if you're interested in uh, Strata Oakmont, his little Wolf of Wall Street. What is it? It's Strata. Strata Solutions. Strata Solutions. Yep. Let's go. Well, it was a pleasure, Brady. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously it's been awesome working with you for Appreciate the last you. four years, being yeah. friends with you and everything like that. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, Makayla enjoys the, the life insurance realm. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Awesome. Cool. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Appreciate you.